Welcome to the Positive Impact Podcast, where we dive into the world of movers, shakers, and changemakers, creating a positive impact on the world. This is your host, Alexandra Black Pollock, and together we're going to tackle real issues, discovering how we can make the world a better place. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Tired of the grocery store? Looking to spice up dinners? HelloFresh delivers delicious ingredients and easy recipes straight to your door. Take $40 off your first box at positiveimpactpodcast.com fresh. You'll be enjoying cooking again in no time. Have you ever had the desire to take off for the weekend and get your hands dirty, either creating a garden, building a home, or fixing up a soup kitchen? Almost volunteering weekend warrior style, if you will. I know I have, which is why I'm so excited for today's guest. Adam Kuhns is the founder of Have Fun, Do Good, a company inspiring people to do good in the world through creating engaging volunteer experiences to remember. From weekend warriors to alternative spring breaks to even corporate retreats and more, Adam is the guy to talk to about spicing up volunteering. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. Yeah. One of the things when we connected earlier that you mentioned was this emphasis on creating memorable opportunities. Besides being part of the name, why is this such a keystone of your organization? Yeah, so we're, we're really just trying to change up the way people think about volunteering. Um, you know, what we've found with younger people and even people my age, I'm 31, uh, there's this stigma with volunteering that, you know, you go to your local soup kitchen and you put your time in and that's it. Um, so what we're trying to do with Have Fun, Do Good is create a different component, add this social component to it, incorporate a road trip element, make it fun, make it exciting. Uh, so you're doing a, a few different things and really just enhancing that volunteer experience. Now you guys do lots of different styles of trip. And so what I'm hoping to do is walk through each one and have you guys touch on how it's different. So let's dive into alternative spring breaks and what makes your guys' experience so different. Sure, yeah. So what we're calling it, uh, you know, typically with college spring breaks, they're called alternative breaks. Ours is called amazing break. Um, and what it is, it's a you know four to five day trip with college students. We go to a different city. So again, you're incorporating that road trip element and we just try to make it fun. So, uh, you know, you could be doing things from a random act of kindness scavenger hunt to, you know, volunteering at a soup kitchen. Uh, we really just try to mix it up and, uh, and make it fun and exciting for the students. All right. You just threw in a random acts of kindness scavenger hunt. We can't pass over that without diving in a little bit deeper. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, so we actually launched the, uh, we call it Rack City. I like the song, you know, Rack City. Yeah. Um, I'm not familiar with that, but it is quite an intriguing name. Yes, yeah, so it's R-A-K, Random Acts of Kindness. And we, we launched the, uh, the idea. We were in New York City on one of our weekend warrior trips. And we got to the city and we put together this program. We had our participants go out and perform random acts of kindness. So it was a, it was a fun way to be out in the city and, and ultimately help people, but have a good time, get to know each other. And uh, yeah, it really forced you to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, stepping out of your comfort zone is almost understatement. I would actually be very intimidated by that. So what are some of the things that people do to, quote unquote, achieve this random act of kindness? Yeah, so I mean, we were in New York City, which was was cool. I mean, there were a lot of people around. We had people. I, we gave them selfie sticks, so they were taking selfie sticks with random strangers from using their Metro card. We also had participants bring um, jackets that they didn't wear um, up to the city, and they would. Uh, what part of the one of the things on the other uh, list 
was to give your jacket to someone in need. So, you know, we tried to incorporate the social component and also good. So they were, uh, yeah, they got to see the city and, and they were having fun and, and doing good, essentially. Yeah, and getting to meet different people. And what a different and unique experience in New York. Yeah, it's it's crazy there. It's it's such a big city. Uh, there's there's so much opportunity, and it was great to see the participants kind of strive in that and really step out of their comfort zone. Yeah, that's that's really out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But it's cool. That's what you're about. You're creating these unique experiences, stepping out of your comfort zone, and ultimately being introduced to a different side of a city. Right. Absolutely. Now, when I did an alternative spring break, and it was called Breaks Away in college, we went and we partnered with one nonprofit. Um, I was actually in the Grand Canyon. You guys don't do just one partnership. You really diversify, so to say. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. So, I mean, part of our goal was to give our participants a wide variety of volunteer opportunities. So it, it can include anything from disaster relief efforts to environmental issues, animal welfare, um, elderly and special needs populations, we really try to give them this wide variety of volunteer opportunities. And, and the thought is that it's going to come full circle. You know, they might have done something on the trip that they didn't do it. They have never done at home. They go back to their city and, and they they seek out an organization that they volunteered with on the trip. So part of it is just giving them that that opportunity to volunteer somewhere that they wouldn't typically volunteer with. Yeah. Now, what are some of the nonprofits that you guys partner with? Just to give us a little bit of scope of what some potential projects may be. Sure. So one of our big ones was recently rebuilding together New York City. We've done a few projects with them now. Um, they a lot of it. A lot of the work right now that they're doing is from Hurricane Sandy. So going into homes uh, in October, we worked on a house that was completely flooded. So we were doing drywall, taping, things of that nature. Um, and then we also, who was another one? Um, Catholic Charities, Operation Helping Hands, another big one in New Orleans that we worked with. Um, it really ranges. We've done stuff a lot with Ronald McDonald, where we'll go into a city and, uh, and cook dinner for the families that are staying there. Oh, what a unique opportunity that would be. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and when you're cooking with you know six or seven strangers, it, it's a great way to just just bond with people. That you know, cooking a meal together is is awesome, and and you get to meet people, and it's it's just great. And also a great way to kind of relieve stress because those families there, they're in such you know stressful, very intense, very serious conditions, and to just kind of alleviate that over a meal, that's a really special opportunity right there. Yeah, absolutely. And we've gotten to eat with some of the families there, and, and they're just so appreciative and thankful. Obviously, they're going through a, a really rough time. So, you know, it's a pretty simple act on our end, but it means so much to them. So it's, it's very rewarding to see, you know, the smiles on their faces and, and how appreciative they are. Oh, I love that. Really creating smiles. I'm really glad that you brought up Hurricane Sandy because by the time this episode airs, I will have actually been in New Jersey for a week rebuilding a home there even three years after so a lot of times disaster relief is this comprehensive and very long committed process yeah absolutely and and, you know the media tends to forget about these places that are still going through um you know you you just kind of stop hearing about them um but there's so much work that still needs done so to be able to go up there and and volunteer with those guys a few times you get to meet people you get to meet the managers the volunteers and it's such an awesome experience yeah, that 24-hour news cycle, once it's kind of done, it's out of mind and obviously doesn't have any more work to do, right? Right, absolutely. We're on to much more important things like Trump's hair. There you go. <laughs> we shall overcome. Right? Um, 
So that was a great insight to your alternative spring breaks. But what about your weekend warriors, which are kind of more designed for professionals who want to get out and experience type of the same thing, but maybe don't have the entire week to donate? Yeah, so that's that's been pretty popular. The weekend warrior trips, we launched that concept uh, five or six months ago, and we've done a few trips now. You know, it's it's more geared towards people, you know, 24 up to, you know, 40 essentially. And we go to a different city for the weekend, so they're getting to step out, again, of their comfort zone, of, of feeling comfortable at home, and, and just going to a different city, getting to meet new people. And at the end of the day, you're, you're doing something good. You're volunteering during the day. And then we go out and explore the city, you know, have some drinks at night. And it, it's just a great way to get, meet people and then talk about your experience as well. So what are some of the cities that you guys are both targeting individuals from and then serving in? Yeah, so right now we are just doing, we're based out of Pittsburgh, so we are uh, primarily going, taking trips to New York City and Washington, D.C. Oh, those are great areas. Now, when you serve in these areas, what are the some of the Weekend Warrior projects? Yeah, so again, Rebuilding Together, uh, New York City was a big one. We've worked with them a few times now. Um, City Blossoms is another one we've worked with a couple times in Washington, D.C., um, it's a sustainable farm in the city. Um, we've done a lot of composting stuff in New York. Um, you know, unfortunately, you're only there for a short time, so we try to pack in as much as you can. Um, but those would be the main ones right there. Now, with a sustainable farm, what types of projects that you guys actually get to do? Like, I mean, that one just really appeals to me because I love to get my hands dirty. And living in a city, I no longer have access to my garden. Um, so, what are you guys doing there? Yeah, so a lot of it was uh, in October, they were, they were cleaning stuff up, getting it ready for the winter. So we were just going through and, and, and basically you know, picking the fields, essentially, and uh, just making sure it was clean and ready to go for the, for the cold winter months. So we were working with, I think, pepper plants, from, from what I recall. Pepper um, plants? <laughs> yeah, green peppers. I don't know. We were, we were just pulling a lot of plants out of the ground. It was awesome. It was this huge compost in Brooklyn. We had a great time. We got to meet a lot of great people, and it was it was a ton of fun. Now, do you guys ever find kind of people like me who are from this – well, I'm not from the city. I live in the city, but have maybe not quite gotten to engage with either composting or gardens? Yeah. So, um, actually, our volunteer coordinator is based in New York City. So, uh, she she's brought out people that live in the city that just want to come and volunteer for the day. So, they're getting to learn about – um, you know, local nonprofits and, and, and how they can help out there. So that's been great seeing that come full circle. Exciting. Um, now, what about your corporate retreats? When we were kind of pre-interview phase, you said that this is something that the people are interested in and that you guys are hoping to launch fairly soon. What can people expect with those? Yeah, so we're a fairly small company, so we're trying to do, obviously, as much as we can. Uh, what we want to move into with the corporate programs is that you know, we, we'd uh, approach a, a larger corporation and, and just handle the logistics of their program. So we would customize it to their needs. You know, we could do one-day programs or we could do a multi-day excursion similar to a weekend warrior. But just getting, just changing up, again, that mentality of, of how they look at volunteerism and, and making it fun for their employees. Coming from the corporate side of things, what are some of the benefits that they see when they actually facilitate that volunteer engagement for their employees? Yeah, so what we've learned is some corporate programs already have uh, service programs integrated into, um, into their companies. But again, with us, you know, we're coming in and offering a, a fairly unique program. So what we're seeing is they might just go to a local 
place for the day and, and that's it. You volunteer for a couple hours. You're, you're working with people you already know. Um, so it's it just we want to we want to change up that that program a little bit and make it make it a little more unique, a little more fun. But sometimes people forget too is that orchestrating these volunteer projects, particularly with larger groups, is actually very challenging. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. It's uh, it's a lot of work, and uh, communication is is hard sometimes with some of the volunteer coordinators. So yeah, there there are a lot of logistics that go into planning the trips and making sure the the, the opportunity is actually going to happen. When I was in AmeriCorps, I actually created uh, service Saturdays, and I know volunteers like. I would go to a nonprofit and say, you know, I could have anywhere between 15 to 30 volunteers on Saturday. Could you put them to work? And even finding nonprofits with that capacity, that can be really challenging. But yet there's also something magical when you find that nonprofit that can really put those people to use and it can make a huge impact. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we, we always come in and people have, you know, it's, it's a high energy group. They're excited to be there. Uh, so it's always great meeting the, the different nonprofits and the directors there, and, and we always have a great time, and it's it, it's it's a ton of fun. And it's also a completely done for you volunteer service project. Exactly. Awesome. Now let's move into talking about the impact because this is really just cool in the fact that it's twofold. First, you engage individuals in fun service opportunities and almost have that first conversation around volunteering and creating opportunities of what it could look like. But then also connecting with these nonprofits, you guys do provide meaningful service. So what kind of, especially with something as short as a weekend volunteer project or even like a day, what kind of impact can the nonprofits see? Yeah, so, you know, part of the mission, too, is that we're bringing light to these other nonprofits. So we go in with our cameras and we have our Instagram and Snapchat. Um, We're filming the whole experience and then we're posting it on our blog. So we're directing that back to the nonprofits. So for a lot of our participants that are coming on these trips, they've never heard of something like rebuilding together New York City. So for them to go in, and then again, we, we, we talked about a coming full circle. Um, they're getting exposure. Our, participant, our participants are getting exposure to their organization. And it's, uh, it's, it's awesome to see. Yeah, and your guys' Instagram has really exploded. Yeah, it's really taken off. We we put our Instagram out there around three months ago, and we've just gotten great feedback. And uh, yeah, we're up to I think we're we're almost at five thousand followers. So we should hopefully be there uh, next week. But yeah, it's just been a lot of hard work, and and people like what we're doing apparently, which is which is great. I'm a little jealous. My Instagram has been a lot more work and not quite the followers. So to all the listeners out there, you know, you can show me some love on Instagram too. It's at Positive Impact Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll include a link too that we were on here and uh, hopefully we'll send some, some you love your way. I, I, I want that Instagram love. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now for the volunteers, after they go and experience this with the nonprofits, what types of stories are they coming back with? What other ways are they getting engaged in their communities? Yeah, so another component, we, we obviously have a lot of components if I, <laughs> that I've talked about. Just, just a couple, I, right? Yeah, I and mean, we're running local events here too. So we're trying to mix it up here locally. We're doing a Learn to Snowboard event here at the end of the month, which I'm really excited about. We partnered with a local nonprofit called Big Brother Big Sister, which I actually used to be a part of. And then we're going to start running paddleboard cleanups every Saturday in the summer. So those participants that that, that can only come out for one day and they can't necessarily commit to a weekend warrior trip. Uh, we're, we're trying to offer as many opportunities as we can. But what we're seeing too is with people that went on the weekend warrior trips, they're wanting to stay involved and they're wanting to do local stuff here. When's the next weekend warrior, which is, which has been awesome. 
Wow, you guys really are coming at volunteering through every aspect, whether you have a day, a weekend, a full week, or you really are looking for local opportunities to get involved long term. Yeah, absolutely. And with a lot of nonprofits, as I'm sure you know, it's it's a commitment. Uh, I know with Big Brother Big Sister, they asked for a year and a half commitment, and it was uh, I mean it was great, but a lot of people simply can't commit to that. So with our program, it's it's a non-committal way to get introduced to volunteering, and, and hopefully that that will come full circle for them. It's so funny you use the term non-committal because when I was running my Saturday program with college kids. The main component that they loved was that it was non-committal. Yeah, there you go. I don't know what it was about a whole bunch of 20-year-olds that weren't ready to commit yet, but that was one of the most appealing aspects of the volunteer project. Yeah, absolutely. And then what we've found, too, is they want to get involved. After this trip, they're they're feeding off that energy. When's the next one? When's the next one? Uh, So that's been great. So they really want to commit. They just don't know it yet. Yeah, they just don't know. So we just got to make cool for them, and and then they commit. There you go, making it cool so you commit. Are we talking about volunteering or dating? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about the business model. Because you started a similar organization a couple years ago, and it wasn't necessarily as sustainable. So this time, you were really deliberate about making a social enterprise. How does that model work? Sure, absolutely. I mean, we're still working through some stuff. My other nonprofit was called The Call to Serve, and we sent college students on RV volunteer trips. I was, I was a lot younger when I started that, and I was operating solely on passion, which is great. You definitely need to have it, but that passion didn't, didn't pay the bills ultimately. Yeah, you um, know the light guy? I realized that he doesn't like passion. He kind of likes dollar yeah, bills. I tried to write him out a check for passion, but he said, he said no, <laughs> turn your lights out. But... Um, yeah, it's, um, we're trying to change it up a little bit with this and really make it scalable so we could take these weekend warrior trips to other cities. We've gotten interest from people in Austin, New York City, all over. I mean, people on Instagram are emailing us saying, how do I get involved? So we want to scale it in that way. And then with the corporate programs, you know, we really feel like we can come in and partner up, you know, form some strategic partnerships and, and really make this work. And that would be huge because, let's be honest, corporations – even though they may be based in one city, oftentimes they have arms throughout the entire nation. Yeah, absolutely. So if we're, we're really targeting a, you know, if we had someone to hang our hat with in, in, in the corporate world that would say, hey, you know, they sponsor, have fun, do good. That's what we're, we're aiming for. But, um, you know, we'll see consistent revenue with the uh, weekend warrior trips and the, um, the uh, alternative spring breaks as well. Now, interesting. One of the things I was reading on your site is that it's not, you know, you guys have many assets to your social part where you're not only providing volunteer opportunities, you're not only engaging individuals in service, but you actually donate back to the nonprofits as well. Yeah. So we wanted to include that. Um, eventually we want to seek out our, our B core status and, you know, it's, it's always been important for me and in my life to give back. So, you know, what I want to do is, you know, give 10% back to the nonprofits that we're going and volunteering with. So again, going back to that full circle, uh, idea, you know, if we could, if we can continue to support uh, financially the, the nonprofits and with our time, that would be that would be ideal. That is the making of some serious partnerships, right there. Yes, absolutely. One of the things I thought was super exciting about your guys' organization is the focus here domestically. Now, I know some of the challenges that come internationally might not allow you guys to expand out there as rapidly, but personally, why are what are some of the reasons that you guys really want to focus here at home? Yeah, sure. So uh, for me personally, I actually did a semester at Sea Trip when I was in college, my senior year. 
we got to take a we were we circumnavigated the globe on a cruise ship 700 college students it was this awesome awesome experience we saw 11 different countries and it really opened up my eyes to to the world around us and i came back with such an appreciation for what we have here and, and just everything family and we're we're so blessed um, so that really opened up my eyes to say, Hey, let, like, let's, let's do something here. A lot of people, you know, they have these big ideas to go overseas and I, I'm not knocking that at all. I think that's extremely important. Uh, what I want to do with have fun, do good though, is, is make it domestic and say, Hey, these are the issues that are facing the country that we live in. How, how can we make a difference through that? And, and that's really why I want to focus domestically down the road. I would love to go international. There are a lot more logistical uh, components involved in that. So we'll get there. But right now, yeah, I think we're in a good place. And until then, you know, I'm really in love with this idea of investing at home and really working to get your community and helping address some of those issues that really are, you know, America is a fantastic country, but there's definitely some issues that are facing a lot of our communities today. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think too, there's been this, what we've seen over the years, and even when I ran my other nonprofit, is there's this stigma about young people, the up and coming generation, that they don't care, they're selfish. And, and we saw something completely different with our participants. They do care. You just have to get them out there. You have to make it fun. You have to appeal to young people in a certain way. And I think that's what we're really trying to do with Have Fun, Do Good, um, is, is appeal to a younger demographic and, and make it fun. Let's do Instagram, let's do Snapchat, but at the end of the day, we're, we're having fun and we're doing good and incorporating that volunteer component into it. You know, it's so funny that you bring up this kind of stereotype of young people not caring, not being engaged, the millennials, the social media generation, which is hilarious because in the marketing world, I find two different stigmas. <laughs> First yeah. off, you do find that one, but yet on the other hand, you find that millennials tend to be more interested in investing into companies that are socially minded, that that's where they want to spend their dollar. So I guess the rumor mill is just at work and it is going both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was fairly new to the whole idea of social enterprise. And, you know, we were we were talking about restructuring, whether we should go nonprofit route. And, and the whole idea of social enterprise is great. And I think, like you said, you are seeing different stigmas and and to see young people caring more about the companies that they're investing in, it's, it's a good sign for, I think, the future. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of great things. And hopefully we have more entrepreneurs like yourself really investing in these social enterprises and making the business model work so that they're sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, I think I'm ready for some rapid fire. Let's do it. All right. Coming up is that incredible rapid fire where we're going to dive into adventure, impact, mentorship, partnerships, and a whole lot more. One of the new things that we've been doing that have been my absolute favorite is really connecting with guests and pushing forward to see how you, our listeners, can make a positive impact in your everyday life. If you're like so many of our listeners who have been asking how do I make that positive impact? Then I have a treat for you. Check out positiveimpactpodcast.com and download our free tips on five different ways that you can make a positive impact in your life today. It's all about making small positive steps towards moving towards that bigger impact. And with that, we're ready for some adventure. Life is a balance of work, passion, and adventure. Can you tell us about a recent adventure or excursion you've gone on? Yeah, so I actually just got back from Aspen. I went there for the uh, for the Winter X Games, and we got thirty six inches of fresh snow. Oh, so I got to I, I got to ride 
Yeah, I got to ride waist deep powder. I was I was all smells. Everyone I was with was was skiing. I was the only only boarder. Dude, and they I've were been like, there. I've been yeah. there. <laughs> they were like, Adam is having way too much fun right now. But I just I wanted to just like I didn't want the day to end. And then it got dark. So like, oh, we have to go. But it was it was pretty epic. You just float. It's like the most what amazing thing. You just float on powder. Yeah, it's exactly. Amazing. They saw me just floating, and it was like they're like, oh, that's yeah. So it was it was awesome. All these skiers don't know what they're missing out. They don't. Those those dirty two plankers, we call them. <laughs> I never heard that term. I happen to be married to one, so I don't know if I can quite pull that off. <laughs> oh, love powder, love snow, love skiing. <sighs> Many social entrepreneurs find solace and tranquility in the outdoors. Have you found this to be true and beneficial in your work? You know, possibly those times that you were just floating on powder. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm part of Have Fun, Do Good. It's it's all about that adventurous component and uh, being outside, road trips. Uh, we're doing the Learn to Snowboard event. Uh, we're doing the paddleboard stuff. So I like to be outside as much as I can. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to continue to incorporate that stuff into our volunteer opportunities. Oh. All these different excursions that you have, is there one must-have item that you always bring with you? Hmm. I am a, I'm a big germaphobe. So I always have my, my hand sanitizer on me. That's like, that's my must have. I could forget everything else, but I have the hand, hand sanitizer. I'm, it's all good. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. See, there you go. You must, you know, there you go. Traveling with you. You're going to be very clean and healthy though. Right. I make sure everyone, you know, gets a square to the hand sanitizer and everyone's staying clean and, and healthy. Mandatory as you get on the bus, right? Right. <laughs> Can you describe a time when you were able to have boots on the ground and really see the need for your work in action? Yeah, so, um, you know, I met a lot of people in New Orleans doing work uh, post-Katrina, and, uh, you know, the homeowners would come up to us, and they were so appreciative. Uh, and it just made me feel, we, we felt like we were part of that community. We ate dinner with them. It was just, it, it was such a powerful impact on my life, and it, uh, it definitely led to, to what I'm doing today. Oh, what a meaningful and incredible opportunity right there. Yeah, absolutely. What has been one of your biggest successes with Have Fun, Do Good? Uh, I just think the the general feedback, uh, like we talked a little bit about, like, I'm getting this awesome interest on Instagram and emails, you know, from friends saying, hey, that's awesome what you're doing. Uh, we, we need more people like you. And and, I, and I'm not taking any credit. If we can make a small difference, that that's that's all I need. But um, yeah, just continue to do what we do. And, uh, you know, the partnerships with the universities and uh, just the feedback that, that comes from people. I get I get some very inspiring emails that, that, of people that want to get involved and, and think it's such a great concept. Feedback really does help drive that passion and momentum, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so social entrepreneurship and just entrepreneurship in general is a roller coaster where you have these amazing highs and these great opportunities, and a lot of times along the way, there's mistakes. So what has been your favorite mistake? Oh, my favorite mistake? Um, hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I, I make a lot of mistakes. I don't know. Uh, you got me on that one. You stumped me. <laughs> just a lot, right? You know, check. We've been there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like you said, it's a constant roller coaster. There's so many ebbs and flows and one day you're super happy and the next day you're super bummed. And I, I truthfully wouldn't have it any way. It's, it's, it's just an awesome roller coaster. And, and knowing that you're, you're making your own mark, you're not doing something that someone else wants you to do. Um, that, that's the best part. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I have a, 
I'd have to think of my favorite mistake. You got me. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe via Instagram you can share it later. Yes, right? there we go. I like it. All right. What book do you recommend to others who want to make a socially minded impact? Uh, I'm a big fan. I, I recently read the People Over Profit book by Dale Partridge, and that was uh, that was definitely a game changer for me. Oh, I haven't heard of that one, so I'm excited to look it up. Yeah, check it out. What advice do you have for recent grads looking for a meaningful career? So I'm, I'm big on just kind of carving your own path. Uh, I started my own business when I was in college for my dorm room. I, I just sold that one. And I, I'm big on just, you know, do what you're passionate about. And uh, yeah, there's not like this set path you have to go down. If you're, if you're, if you're passionate about something, that's really going to propel you. And, and, and just to follow your dream. As, as cheesy and cliche as that sounds, I, I think it's so important. But hey, it's got you to where you are today, right? Yeah, absolutely. There must be something to it then. Right. Is there a mantra or a motto that guides forward your work with Have Fun, Do Good? Uh, I mean, just the way I was raised and, you know, I, I came from a good good family and, and we were taught values, you know, and it was always important to give back. And, and that's just kind of always been in the back of my head is, you know, how can I be making this this planet a better place? And you know, we might be making a small difference to some, but, you know, I've seen the lives of our participants change, and, and, and that's, that's enough for, for me to keep going. Oh, and that transformation really would be powerful to watch. Oh, for sure. What is one tip that you have that our listener can do today to make a positive impact in their lives? Um, I would, I would seek out something, you know, in your local community. If you're, you know, if you're into something, see if it's out there. Uh, just, just try something, get out there, do, do some good. Even if it's something random, hold a door for someone, just, just give back in, in some simple way. Doesn't have to be a random acts of kindness scavenger hunt. You can just right. do you know, you know, Yeah. You don't have to do that. You don't have to take a selfie with someone, but yeah, hold the door for someone or buy someone a coffee. And, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's what I would say. All right, Adam, today has been such an awesome episode. I'm so grateful for having you. Where do people learn more about your organization and connect with this Instagram account we've all heard so much about? Sure, yeah. So our Instagram is havefundogood, and then our website is havefundogood.co. Not .com, it's .co. .co. Well, we will make sure to include that in the show notes, and hopefully we'll have some great photos from your excursions as well. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Positive Impact Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today and you are inspired to go out and into your community and volunteer or to take a weekend warrior trip and go explore another community while giving back. Maybe you can even test out that random acts of kindness scavenger hunt. Absolutely intriguing and definitely get you out of your comfort zone. There is no questioning that. For all of today's resources mentioned, head on over to positiveimpactpodcast.com slash have fun, do good. We'll have resources, photos, and links to everyone's Instagram accounts in case you want to give mine a little extra loving. Also there, we're going to have a link to hook you up with two free audio downloads thanks to Audible so you can check out People Over Profit. On Friday, we are connecting with the individual who gave birth to the idea of a random acts of kindness scavenger hunt, as well as the person who oversees all the different volunteer coordinations. So hope to have you back. Until then, keep doing your part to make the world a better place.